Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, if you are looking for insurance, highly recommend you work with my friend Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. Trust is a big thing with me, so that's why you need to work with Eric. I've worked with Eric for over five years, so whether it is commercial real estate, excuse me, commercial insurance, auto, home, or life, I'm telling you, he really is the best. I've worked with him again for over five years. He is quick to return phone calls and emails. He's done it with me on his days off. His staff at Cook Insurance, brought to you by Farmers Insurance, has over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you the right policy. Give them a call today, 303-790-8089, 303-790-8089. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. All right, let's go out to the hotline. I want to bring in a friend and former Broncos linebacker and Super Bowl champ, Todd Davis. His segment is brought to you by the Davis Fund. If you are looking for any type of real estate, if you have any type of needs, go with the Davis Fund, talking about Todd and his lovely wife, Zena. How are you, Todd? Doing great, doing great. How are you? Uh, doing fantastic. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater doing better as well today. I believe, quietly, the Broncos believe Teddy Bridgewater will play on Sunday against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's kind of a two-parter. How much confidence do you have in Bridgewater playing in the Steelers, with the Steelers, or against the Steelers, I should say? And how much confidence do you have with Drew Locke playing against the Steelers? Um, you know, whether or not Teddy comes back, um, that's really up to him. Um, and how he's feeling. Uh, we definitely hope that he comes back. And, you know, the Bron- the Broncos are at their best when he's on the field. Um, for Drew Locke, I feel like, you know, this week is necessary for him to build that, um, build his reps with the team. Um, I think he needs this time to be able to build back the relationship he had with Cortland Sutton and Noah Fant to be able to have, you know, the communication on the field that's not verbal. It's an understanding between a wide receiver and his quarterback. Um, so hopefully he has the time to grow this week. Um, that way, if Teddy can't play, he'll be ready to go during the game. Todd, did you ever go through that uh, protocol, the concussion protocol in your career? Uh, you know, thank God I never had to sell a game for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one time during the game they put me through it. Uh, and it's actually a tough protocol because I was answering all the questions right um, but they still, you know, held me out for an extra 20 minutes. I ended up missing um, 20 minutes of the game when I felt like I was ready to go back in. Um, but they do a great job of making sure that you're ready to play 100% before they put you back in. Yeah, and you've seen other guys kind of go through kind of beyond uh, game day and then going through this, the, the stages. I mean, uh, what do you as a teammate do to kind of help those guys uh, out when they're going through that? Uh, it's tough. You can only be there for them. Um, mentally, I think that's the best thing you can do mm-hmm. um, because there's a lot of different tests that we have to take. Um, you have to, you know, look at different shapes. Um, they show you shapes, and then five minutes later, you have to remember those shapes. So they'll show you numbers, 
and come back and ask you to repeat those numbers. So it's mostly a, a memory test, um, making sure that your mind is on point and alert. Um, so there's not much your teammates can do, but just to be there to support you. We're talking with Todd Davis, Super Bowl champ with the Denver Broncos, joins us every Wednesday on the show. I wanted to ask you about the Ravens game. Drew Locke came into the game in the second half. I think anybody that understands football, and certainly I believe everybody inside that building, knows that Drew Locke struggles with three wide receiver sets. The numbers are there for everybody to see. Yet Pat Shermer keeps doing it with him. They had three wide receiver sets 79% of the time in the second half with Drew Locke on the field. And one of those wide receivers, all due respect, was Kendall Hinton. It was not K.J. Hamler. It was not Jerry Judy. It's not like you have three great wide receivers on the field. Certainly Sutton is, no question. And Tim Patrick is terrific. And Kendall Hinton, he's he's a young guy. They ran the ball four times. Why would Pat Shermer do this to Drew Locke? When you're only down by um, 10. When you're only down by 10. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Um, I think sometimes when you go into a game, you have a game plan that works best against the team that you're facing. Um, and sometimes, no matter who's in the game, that's the best game plan uh, for the team that you're facing. And unfortunately, um, like you said, the stats aren't the best for Drew, but um, that was their game plan for the Ravens. Um, and I feel confident that Drew can learn a lot. I think that um, coming into the second half is always tough. Um, when you're not the starter and, you know, your quarterback and your wide receivers kind of have a communication and they know how Teddy likes to run, how Teddy likes his routes run or where he's going to place the ball, and then Drew comes in, not having to work um, throughout the season or that week, um, it's tough to come in and play well. Um, you know, so he came in there and gave the best he had. Now, of course, Baltimore, they had the pressure going in the first half, and they maybe cranked it up just a little bit on Drew Locke in the second half. But uh, at the same time, it sort of kind of illuminates something that going forward we may see on Sunday, and that is Pittsburgh preparing for Teddy Bridgewater, but also doing some work on Drew Locke. And the Broncos, with Ben Roethlisberger dealing with a hip injury, they may do some work uh, focusing on the possibility of Mason Rudolph playing for Pittsburgh. So for a defensive player and a unit preparationally what is that like when you're trying to prepare for two quarterbacks if he's still there i think we may have lost we may have lost him you know maybe i I would say that you know i'll I'll ask that question when we get him back i would say that he hung up on you because your question was probably because of mine asking about drew Locke. but i think he gave a great answer i mean at the end of the day drew did what he could right and i think also it was you know it also leads into just the notion of what do you do if you're Pittsburgh focusing on both quarterbacks? Because needless to say, you have to prepare. We have uh, Todd if back. If you'd like to make a call, oh. please yes, I'm hang back. up and try. Oh, oh. Hey, there. hey there, Todd. Okay, Todd, <laughs> Todd, your voice changed on us. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, thought, I thought that might have been Zena on the phone with you, but apparently it's just you. Go ahead, right. Andrew. So what, we got, what I was asking before we got cut off there was, You've got the the Steelers probably preparing for both Drew Locke and Teddy because Teddy's going through the concussion protocol, and yet and Roethlisberger is hurt for the Steelers, and maybe the Broncos do a bit of work on Mason Rudolph. So for you as a defensive player, what was that like if you were preparing for a team that had two different quarterbacks potentially with two slightly different skill sets? Um, yeah, that is tough. Um, I will say that you definitely love. 
uh, playing against the backup because that game plan is usually a lot more aggressive. Um, usually, you know, throw more blitzes at them, uh, change up your coverages uh, more throughout the game. Um, so it's definitely funner to play against the backup, um, you know, as the Broncos look to take on the Steelers. Um, but it's also challenging because you do have to have two game plans, um, you know, taking up space in your brain. And a lot of times you don't know who you're playing up until maybe 30 minutes before the game. So just being able to balance those two things is tough. Um, but I'm sure that our guys on the defense can do that. You had the privilege of having a front row seat to Peyton Manning in 2014 and 2015. What makes your first year with the team so interesting in 2014, you can make the case you saw the tale of two Peyton Mannings. In the first half of the season, he did what he did essentially in 2013, which was a record season. And then things started to tail off a little bit in 2014. And then 2015, he was just not the same guy. You knew that he was a quarterback who was kind of running out of gas. Are you starting to see that with Ben Roethlisberger? Um, I definitely feel like Ben is not the same Ben that uh, he used to be. Um, he's still a phenomenal player, a leader, and a, uh, he definitely works hard. But I definitely feel like uh, we do not get to see the same Ben Roethlisberger that we have. Uh, maybe it's getting towards the end of the, his career. That's not for me to decide, um, but I do think he's aged just a little bit. When you went against teams, quarterback by Big Ben, what was the biggest thing that you had to focus on in trying to stop him? Uh, for me, it was his ability to run. Um, I feel like when I first got into the league, there wasn't many running quarterbacks. Um, but his ability to scramble and make plays on the run, um, you know, his sidearm throws when he's able to extend the play on third down, that was the toughest part for us. Um, and then, you know, he's a big body. He really wouldn't go down easily. Um, I remember times when guys were hanging on him, and he's still able to get the ball off. Um, so he's definitely a big body and a big frame, um, and you have to bring it when you, you used to have to tackle him. I'm guessing you know what the narrative will be, win or lose on Sunday, and I'm talking about from a fan's perspective. If the Broncos win, they'll be 4-1. and one. Hey, Broncos are back. The Ravens game was nothing more than a bump in the road. If they lose that game, uh-oh, maybe that 3-0 and start was a fluke. How would the feeling be win or if there was a loss i'm not trying to say there will be we know it's going to be if if it's a win we get that but if the team doesn't get what it wants out of pittsburgh what will the feeling be in the locker room um i think that we still they will feel like they still have to keep working um you know it's very early in the season um and i've had times where we didn't start off great but end up having a pretty good year um but i think that they'll continue to work you know I, I definitely believe that they'll win this game, but just speaking hypothetically, uh, a three and two start is not a terrible start for a team. No, not at all. Uh, yeah, so I feel like the team will definitely be uh, keep their heads high and know that they can continue to battle to have whatever season they want to have as far as um, winning and having to push uh, for the playoffs and playing good football. I got to ask you this because it's been a big topic the last four days. What did you think of Baltimore choosing to run a play? on that final snap rather than taking knee? Um, if it was me out there, I'd be pretty frustrated. Um, I think I will remember it if we had to play them again. Um, I think that that's the time where you take a knee. Um, you know, they kind of, you know, push the knife in a little bit deeper by choosing to get that 100 yards um, to keep their streak going. So for me as a player, that's something I will remember going into the next time I played the Ravens. By the way, I've noticed during this conversation you have slipped 
a couple times and said the word we instead of they. Is, is the football still in Todd Davis? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always going to be a Bronco. Uh, you know, to my death, I'll be a Bronco. So it's always going to be a we for me, um, even though it's, it's them out there executing on the field, um, me watching from the stands and, and cheering them on. I feel like it'll always be a we for me. Tell us about the Davis Fund. This is your life after football career. What's that all about? Absolutely. Um, so this is a investment and acquisitions fund, a real estate investment and acquisitions fund. Uh, my wife and I have started. Um, so we go and we want to make Denver a modern, beautiful city. Uh, so we do that by flipping homes, buying homes, uh, renovating homes. Um, and we want to make Denver the best city in the United States, so that's how we do it. Is this traditional real estate representing a buyer or representing a seller? Yes, we do that as well. Uh, so my wife is a real estate agent, so she can represent uh, a buyer or a seller. She definitely represents us on the deals that where we buy and sell homes. Um, but we are open to representing um, every person um, in the Denver area. We would love to represent you, um, but we do it all. But you specialize in in flipping stuff because you just you want to you know make is that what you really specialize in and and what does the word fund mean because to me that takes on a different meaning yeah so you know the davis fund is um our way of investing in the city of denver so that's where you get the word fund it's our investment um into um, colorado and especially the city of of denver um and we have a great time doing it um, we have a couple of projects going on right now uh, we look to open a couple more here in Highlands Ranch um, and, you know, Wash Park area. So we want to take over all of Denver and have fun um, building it up to be a modern, beautiful city. Just to make sure I understand it, take me through the process. You find a property, renovate it, sell it, or I'm guessing there's more than that? Help me out. Yeah, so we, um, on one side, we uh, find a property that's a little bit aged, um, you know, had its, you know, former days are, I mean, his better days are probably behind it. Right. And we find the home. Kind of like my media career. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. We're just getting started. You're just, you know, uh, you're in the, you're in the best of your years. Okay. Um, uh, Yeah, but we renovate it, uh, make sure it's looking nice. Um, You know, everything from floors to the roof to structural. Um, We make sure that it's up and ready to go. And sometimes we'll rent it out. Um, Sometimes it'll be a charity. to where we'll have like you know, you know single mother housing, or we'll have like a kind of like a halfway house for people trying to get their life together. Um, so what we do with the homes can be used for so many different things, um, not just to resale, but also to give back to the community. Is this set up as a nonprofit? No, it is not. Um, so I do I partner with my own nonprofit, which is A Plus Living. So my 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 nonprofit and my business work together um, on the nonprofit side. Nice. Okay. How do people get a hold of you? So the best way to get a hold of us is to email us at um, davisinvesting at yahoo.com. That's the best way to reach us. Our website is coming soon, um, and we'll have an office pretty soon where you can reach us on the telephone. But davisinvesting at yahoo.com is the best way to reach us right now. Todd, thanks so much for the time. Uh, I missed you in the gym today. I was lifting very heavy, heavy weights. <laughs> Um, and I'm sure you would have been very impressed. Yes, I can. I'll be back to spot you soon. Really? Okay, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. We'll, 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 we'll see if you have the nerve to show up because I, I, I have my, my arms are like you know tree trunks, as, as you can tell. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Thanks for humoring Thanks, Todd. me, Todd. See you, man. All right, take care. All right, late.
All right, coming up after the break, big baseball game tonight. Ooh. A lot of people in this town are going to be interested for a lot of the reasons. For a lot of reasons. They hate the Dodgers. Some love Nolan Arenado. Some don't like Nolan Arenado. Where do you stand? That's next. Back the machine. 